Well, hey, everyone. How you doing out there? The tech gods what wasn't with us today, so we were having some uh, serious issues. <laughs> so I want to welcome all of you, first of all, to the DJ interview. And tonight, our guest all the way from South Carolina, Columbia, South Carolina, let's bring in DJ B folks. How you doing, sir? What's up, everybody? What's up? What's going on, man? Thank you for having me. No problem. No problem. The tech gods wasn't with us today. <laughs> man, I, I understand. I, I laughed at Teddy Riley and Nelly, and now I feel their pain. I get it. <laughs> oh, so so let's get um let's get you introduced first. Uh what is your name? Where are you coming from? Where are you representing? Oh man, uh DJ B folks. Uh, so here in uh, Columbia, South Carolina, but by way of uh, Eastern North Carolina, from Newburgh, North Carolina, by way of Brooklyn. Uh, so an uh, up north boy uh, moved down south uh, and, uh, and and stayed in the south. Nice. <laughs> so um, the 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 burning question: How did you get into DJing? What gave you that itch? Where did you get the inspiration? Take us down that journey. Oh, man. Um, it's uh, first and foremost, man, I, I've always, man, I've always just been enamored, man, by going to a party, going to a club, going somewhere where the person in the club with all the noise, all the bottles, all the drinks, everything going on, there's one person in control of the entire room, and that's the DJ. So I've always fell in love uh, with, with, the ability to command the room, not only with your voice, uh, but just with the beats and the culture. Uh, and so being able to go into a room where everybody, uh, you, you mean the entire vibe of somewhere, uh, the DJ controls all of that. So uh, I think that's the definitely what, what brought me over to it, man. And just kind of growing up, man, you know, playing music for my parents, of course, waking me up two in the morning, three in the morning. Uh, that story is real for me, dancing for my, for my mom and dad and their friends and uh, playing songs here and there. So, uh, man, since I've been young, man, I've been uh, I've been rocking. I've been rocking the crowd, man, Rock, rocking, you know, for, for everyone. <laughs> so uh, what 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 was interesting to me and why I brought you on is uh, your, your DJ history. <laughs> yeah. Tell us, tell us a little about that. Oh man. So uh, I just, so with all of that being said, I just, I, I'm brand new to the game. I'm a pup. I, I'm still, uh, as Martin would say, wet behind the ears and breath still smelling like Similac. Uh, I've actually, you know, been doing this now for about going on a year. Uh, so I'm, I'm a pup in the game. Nice, nice. Just about a year. So what were you doing before that, that uh, you was like, okay, I'm ready to turn DJ? Yeah. Well, well I, um, so I went to NC State uh, in Raleigh, North Carolina. Shout out to the Wolfpack. Graduated from NC State. But there uh, I, I had a radio show uh, with uh, WKNC 88.1. Uh, so, um, you know, we did, uh, we had an underground radio set. And so I did radio for about three and a half years. Uh, and, uh, so prior to, of course, being a DJ and getting in the corporate world, uh, I, um, 
you know, did radio and, and, it, and it kind of the love for it just kind of spiraled from there. Nice. So um, your, your first official event, you know, you get you know, you're a professional the first time you get paid. When was that? My first event, November 3rd of 2019. Um, <laughs> November 3rd. I remember it like it was yesterday, man. I actually played. It was uh, yesterday. It, it was. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was yesterday. Uh, I played. A, um, it was a, um, a surprise 35th birthday party in downtown Columbia. Uh, and so uh, my first gig, everything went off without a hitch. Uh, no, no mess ups with the sounds, with the uh, with, with the computer. Everything was smooth, man. So um, you since you started in 2019, that's right. You have the experience with vinyl. No. <laughs> uh, I, uh, so, uh, you know, I am a digital baby. Uh, and so everything for me is digital. Uh, I, in order to say, in, in order to show and appreciate the culture, uh, I have to learn vinyl. I have to, it's, you know, it's kind of like one of those things, man, making a pilgrimage, uh, to Mecca, man. Uh, you know, for anyone that says that they want to be a DJ, <laughs> learning vinyl, uh, has to be something that is on the bucket list. So I'm definitely Totally. Yeah. So um, what type of music? Because you're coming from down south. Now yeah. It's in Brooklyn, but uh, I believe most of your time was spent down south. That's correct. The music, you know, the differences between there and upstate in New York. Man, you know what? The biggest difference, man, is. You know, so and I play both, you know what I mean? Brooklyn is my home. So, I, you know, uh, you know, as, as Biggie would say, I live out there. So don't go there. You know what I mean? That's where I'm from. But, you know, when it comes out, when it comes down to the South, I was born and bred and raised on Dirty South music. Uh, and so it's funny because when I play up North music, you know, the it, it's mellow. The vibe is different. Man, you you know you got you know kicks and hi hats and you know, but when it's dirty south, man, you know dirty south don't even, you don't you don't really have to be clean with dirty south. You can just right. be uh, and so when I'm up north, I'm technical. Uh, when it's dirty south, man, we just we just let we just let it ride. <laughs> <laughs> now, for us people that don't know what what true dirty south music is, what are you talking about? Oh man, so. Uh, you know, it, it's funny because when I do my top five uh, rappers, first and foremost, my top five list, I go in some rooms and, and I make people leave uh, because my top five, you know, I actually split it up by uh, by sectors because I just don't think you can truthfully say a top five dead or alive and combine everybody. Right. So we do a top five up north. I do a top five West Coast and I do a top five 30 South. Uh, and actually, my one of my favorite rapper. Uh, you know, most people say Nas, most people say Biggie, most people say Jay, most people say Pac. My favorite rapper is Project Pat, and that's coming from a Brooklyn kid. Uh, <laughs> and so uh, when, I, when I say Dirty South, man, I'm dropping Pastor Troy. I'm, oh, I'm, dropping Texas. I'm dropping Mississippi. I'm dropping Crit. I'm dropping David Banner. I'm dropping Little Flip. I'm dropping Swisher House. I'm dropping All Atlanta, man. You know, I'm dropping Gucci, Big Gucci, not Little Gucci. <laughs> uh, you know, there's a difference. Uh, uh -huh. so, so when it comes down to, to the dirty, man, I, I, I'm rocking 
uh, Oomp Camp, you know, I'm rocking, you know, Hitman Sammy Sam. The list goes on. Wow. And, and uh, put in the chat if you've heard of any of these people that <laughs> just mentioned, because I'm looking like, oh, hit who? <laughs> Gucci, yeah. who? The grown up one? <laughs> See? The one. Yeah, you got, you got to go with the big one, man. Not the one that done lost the weight, man. You know, Gucci PJ. Let me let me check the um, uh, messages. Uh, yeah, Chris. Uh, Chris Gloss said you started your journey and then right into the coronavirus. What what is this like? What is this doing for you? Oh man, it's uh, it's definitely rough, man. Because this was the coming out year, man. I had gigs left and right. Mm. Uh, and I, I've had to cancel probably about nine gigs. Uh, and so, but you know, at the end of the day, um, health is mu- health is much more important. You know, I can, I can make money back. I can't get my life back. So, uh, you know, I get it. You know what I mean? It's not like people were canceling because they didn't want me. Uh, so it, it's been rough though, man, because I mean, I've, you know, the, the good news is that's the love of contracts and deposits, man. Uh, you know, having a contract in place, having a deposit in place, man, at least somewhat, <laughs> but I've been cool. I've been, you know, one thing I've done business wise is I went to all my clients and I've actually asked them, do they want the deposits back? And about 90% of my clients said, no, you've done work beforehand. So you keep it, uh, you invested in your business. So that's been cool. I, I've been, I can live with myself. Are you getting on this streaming party ride? Absolutely. Uh, you know, so I figured out, uh, you know, I go on Facebook because the audience is there. Uh, I figured out the algorithm because Facebook will kick you off. So um, the average is about 37 minutes, 38 minutes before the copyright would stop your stream. So I craft 38 minute sets. We go 38 <laughs> minutes. We end it. <laughs> then you're and then out. We right back on. Then we come right back on. You know, we, we uh, you know, we, we keep moving. Oh, and, and you do Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook and Twitch. Okay. Twitch you can go for, for days. You can go forever on Twitch, but you know, but you also can have a 10-year-old looking at your stream. So yeah, uh, you, know, you gotta definitely, you know, you build the audience for Twitch, but Facebook has everybody right there. How is it uh DJing from Twitch? Because I, I've heard a lot of DJs switch to there, but there's uh from my experience, there's no recording on Twitch. So whatever's live is live, and that's what you catch. That's right. Uh so I actually like that. Uh, because you got to be there. So um, with Twitch, uh, like I said, Twitch is by far, I think Twitch and Periscope are the two kind of um, streaming platforms to where DJs can go on and rock and don't have any worries about someone coming and stopping the stream. Right. Um, so I go on Twitch just for freedom uh, and then Facebook to, you know, for everyone to kind of get on and, and kind of interact with some folks. So you don't mess with Instagram at all? I don't, man. You know what, man? What here's what's tough about Instagram. Uh, you know, Instagram, I'm gonna get up there, but Instagram, man, I, you know, I, I'm a married man, man. And sometimes Instagram can get you scrolling and seeing things that you don't need to see. Uh so Instagram is rough, man. Yeah, Instagram is rough, man. You know, I you know, I, I gotta man, it's I'm I'm DJing, I'm seeing D nice, and then all of a sudden I see a girl with you know, no clothes on. So I said, man, let me uh let with me, a turntable in a hand. With a turntable. So you know what? Let me uh let me let me pause. Let me pause on that, man. Okay. So um 
Let me ask you this. What what type of music do you listen to when nobody's around? Oh, man, that's an interesting question, man. What's funny is the, my joke is I don't listen to any music I DJ with. Uh, you know, so for me, uh, I'm I stay dirty south. You know, that's you know. And so I listen to a lot of UGK. I listen to um, a lot of, you know, outcast. I listen to uh, definitely Nas. I listen to everything for me. Is probably 2005 on back. <laughs> uh, you know, all this new stuff, I listen to it to DJ with, but I'm a 2005 on back kind of guy. Okay, so who's one of your, your who's one of your uh, songs from back in the day? I'm talking about an old school song. Oh, your, your, your rock hymns. Uh, man, my joy is the symphony, man. Uh, I, I can, man, I put on the symphony. <laughs> every time I listen to the symphony, man, I get into a fight with myself on who had the best verse, G-Rap or, or Kane. I get into a fight every time. Uh, because, you know, some days G-Rap, some days Kane, man. You know, so I, I've, I've gotten to verbal fist fights with friends, man, over who had the best verse. <laughs> so the, the music, staying, staying with the music theme, uh, because we are the DJ. Um, what What is a type of music that you listen to that people would be surprised you listen to? Man. Um... We, we had uh, various things from opera to <laughs> classical. I don't know. I've actually picked up listening to big band, uh, which is crazy okay. because my, my wife, She's a huge big man fan. And so when we were, you know, when we were dating in college, you know, when I was just kind of getting to know her, you know, I'm like black female, I throw on some rap and she's looking at me like I'm crazy. And I, was, <laughs> and I remember she said, can you put this CD in for me? I said, okay. And it said big band from the thirties and forties. And so I'm listening to Glenn Miller and Count Basie and, uh, and and it's funny because you're listening to the stuff that you hate, and then you keep listening to it, and you actually find an affinity for it. Right. <laughs> I, listen to, I listen to some big band, man. If, if I listen, and that you know, I do that in the privacy of my own home. Uh, but big band music, big band is swing. So who who was your DJs from back in the day? How, wait, first of all, how long did you live in New York? And then uh, when you left. Who 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 were the DJs that actually you listened to when you were back then? Oh man, so I was in New York for about eight years. So so my from my infancy to age eight, uh, and so you know I would say as I probably when I moved down to, down south, as I got older, I actually um you know just found a, a huge respect for Kid Capri, DJ Jazzy Jeff. Uh, and then as I go into my history, man, listening to, you know, Marley Mall. So kind of the beaten path of DJs, uh, you know, DJ Red Alert, D, you know, or, you know, DJ Clue. Right. Uh, you know what I mean? And then but then being from the South, uh, you know, I also picked up listening to Manny Fresh, you know, DJ Paul, uh, you know, Little John for that matter. Right. Uh, and, uh, and then also when one of my favorite DJs of all time, man, DJ Screw. Uh, and so, you know, I, I have a, a probably a mixture of, you know, from up north to dirty south. Now, now tell everybody your experience with DJ Screw. Oh, man. With DJ Screw, man, I can remember like it was yesterday, man. It was what's crazy is how 
you know, for me coming on to DJ Screw after his death, first and foremost, man. Yeah. So, you know, for him to, you know, have such a, uh, such a, be an inspiration, you know, from a posthumous, you know, standpoint, uh, because, uh, man, it was, it was the year 2000. My brother was stationed at Fort Bragg in Fayetteville, North Carolina. And he was like, Hey man, you know, so I think I went to the barracks with him. I was in high school and he was like, man, listen, man, I'm going to throw this CD in, man. We about to listen to OG Ron C and DJ screw. I said, who is OG Ron C and DJ screw? Uh, and so he put it in. And I remember looking at him saying, man, this is trash. What are they doing? He's like, nah, man, this is, this is how they do. This is the sound. And so I remember, man, listening in the year 2000 to DJ Screw, listening to, uh, you know, all the Screw tapes and, the you know, Screwed Up Click and uh, Swisher House and DJ Michael Watts and Slim Thug and Chameleon and Paul Wall and, all, you know, Little Kiki and Fat Pat, all of these Houston guys and, and, and South Texas guys. So DJ Screw, man, just literally changed sound, man, because no one can do it like that. No one can ever slow down a record and say they originated that. And so that really was big to me. Only only person I heard is Chameleon Air. <laughs> I don't know who else. Now, back in New York, back in the day, we heard of DJ Screw. Well, at least I heard of him. But I, I never really listened to the music and and how did he get his style? I, I don't know. Were you were you mixed up in that? Did you uh, actually get to hang out with him? Oh no, not at all. <laughs> uh, but um, you know, I'm a, I'm a historian, man. Whether it's Black history, music history, uh, the one thing that I always try to do, man, is you know to know where I'm going. You know, to to go somewhere, I got to know where I come from, right? So right. when it comes down to this music, I gotta always look back and see who paved the way gotta pay homage so you know from a dj screw standpoint you know uh knowing that you know for somebody that i respect in the game don't know him but i just respect how he moves is jay prince so kind of seeing anybody that you know that jay prince puts a, a stamp on you know i always pay attention to uh but with dj screw man you know just just the movement man the movement the um you know from south texas um my i got my oldest brother he's from texas Right. Uh, and so going there, that was actually one of my first concerts was a Swisher House concert. Uh, and so um, just being uh, not only from up north, but I always was the guy that went kind of, you know, the, I took I took a different path. And while everybody's listening to Jay and Nas and Biggie and Pac, I always wanted to hear something different. And so that's what really kind of, you know, drawn me to the South Sound. Nice. Is there um any point that you wanted to quit well man uh i would say for me i've only been in a year uh however if i'm honest man i remember i bought some i bought this equipment everything i have i bought about middle of june uh you know what's funny is i'm actually selling celebrating a birthday on sunday uh and it was my birthday gift to myself last year uh buying the dj equipment and i i start i, I bought the equipment and in my mind, I was going to be DJ Jazzy Jeff, Dr. Dre. I was going to be all of those guys in one. I went on YouTube. I saw it and said, I can do it. And after I bought the equipment, playing with it about three weeks in a row, my wife said, you need to quit. Uh, and that's when I was going to quit. I literally got encouraged you need to keep your day job, huh? Man, listen, I, I feel like she was secretly telling me to keep going. But in that moment, 
She was like, yeah, it's not sounding too good, boo. You, you need to stop. Uh, I said, but I just bought all this equipment. And she was like, you need to take it back. Yeah. Uh, and so, but I kept with it. So I would say I bought it middle of June, 2019, probably July 6th of 2019. I was like, yeah, this is going to be short, short lived. Short lived. So this is going to be over before it's into the game and, and, and this is almost done. It's over. You know, stick a fork at me. This is a wrap. In the chat, give, give, uh, DJB folks a, a birthday shout out. So, um, you know, if if you can go back, because you you um, if you can go back and and ask your favorite DJ some questions, what would you ask them? Oh man, that's a great one, man. Uh, first and foremost, I I would first ask number one. How did you practice? You know what I mean? Like I see everybody, you know, have kind of their different methods. But my first question would be, number one, you know, especially from a vinyl standpoint, because from a digital standpoint, everything for me pretty much is kind of tailor made. You know, I, you know, I, you know, I, I've learned how to beat match without looking at everything. But, you know, DJs in the past had to beat match on their own. Right. They had to. Uh, you know, pretty much, you know, I, I don't know the struggle of carrying crates. You know what I mean? I carry a laptop bag. Uh, and so I would just ask, number one, uh, how did you practice? What did that look like? How did you critique yourself? Um, you know, how did you, you know, how did you know, you know, how, you know, how did you learn something? Because in this music, in this game, and I'll do something and I'll be like, man, how did I just do that? And I'll try to recreate it and can't. So really, how, how to practice, um, I would also ask, um, you know, num uh, I guess with all of that, when it comes down to, you know, buying all your vinyl records, man, like, you know, a lot of people I know come from humble beginnings. How did you amass your record collection? Uh, you know, how did any of that get rolling? Yeah. Uh, you know, not only who were your inspirations, um, but kind of the same question you asked me, did you want to quit and what gave you the the drive to keep going. Uh, so those would be my main questions. I'm, I'm a, I, I like organic conversation. So I would kind of go in with two questions in my back pocket. But mm -hmm. other than that, I would just want them just to kind of talk and, and let me just soak up the game. Well, we, we have some veteran DJs in the, in the chat. So if you can give B folks some advice, you know, put in the chat and I'll read them out to you. Yeah, definitely. How to, you know, just how to practice. Um, you know, how did you know? You know what I mean? Just when it comes down to scratching, chirping, transforming. Like, how did you know? How did all? When did all that come together for you? You know what I mean? Were people kind of quick learners? Did it take a couple of years? So just kind of getting that. From from my experience with the DJing, and you was asking about building up your record collection. It's way different than it is now because you actually had to buy your music and you had to buy two of them or three if you got a bad copy or you was a little heavy handed or you scratched it or dropped it. Wow. Maybe four. <laughs> wow. But and, wow. and it just starts to grow. You're you're spending money every week at the record shop. We ain't, we ain't talking about a download place. We talk about at the record shop, digging to see what's there or digging to see what people haven't heard yet, what's not mainstream that you might think is hot that you could throw on 
and people be like, oh, yo. So it, it was a trip back in the day. And then with the crates, you had to carry, you know, a lot of the other interviewees, they, they talked about the crates and how many they carried. And some carried way more than others, but, you know, sometimes you don't know your crowd, even though you ask what type of music they're listening to, they, they want to hear. You don't know what type of crowd is coming in there and you have to have that ear. And, you know, I, I'm talking just from a, a New York City experience, not a down South. Is there is there a lot of competition down there for DJs in your area? Uh, honestly, no. Uh, kind of getting into this thing, you never really know the demand until you kind of put yourself out there and it's not too much competition. Uh, you know, it's really, uh, we, you know, I, I think I, I love the DJ community, you know, uh, the small community that I'm aware of here now because <laughs> everybody kind of, you know, you know, stays out of each other's way. Uh, and plus I know, I know the type of venues and things I want to play. You know what I mean? Like nightclubs, that's not going to be my thing. You know what right. I mean? Like, you know, unless, you know, unless it's a crazy amount that somebody wants to give me and I still second guess it. You know, I, I, I told my wife, you know, I had a plan. I said, you know what? I want weddings. I want birthday parties. I want bar mitzvahs. I want, uh, you know, I want, you know, those type of events to where uh, I can, you know, just kind of go in, be creative, have some fun uh, and and then go from there. You know what I mean? I don't have to be up all night. You know, I don't have to travel so far. I don't have to carry too much. Uh, so I wanted just to keep it simple. That was the business model getting started and that you know it's been working thus far. So you mainly want to stay local, stay, stay local. I drive the furthest I drive out is about an hour and a half. Uh, okay. And, um, you know, because I want to make sure that I can get there, get back and uh, still have some time with the family, man. So, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's really enjoying the craft and uh, being able to do it and have fun with it. Have you checked out some of the interviews prior to this one? I have, man. And, you know, it's funny, man. You know, you get a little intimidated, man. You know, I'm hearing 30 years in the game, 20 years in the game, name dropping some DJs. And I'm just sitting here like, man, you know, my is my wife <laughs> uh, and my sons, you know. And, and so, uh, so, yeah, so it's just seeing, like I said, just soaking up the game, just being in the background and, and hearing everybody's story, man. That's the beautiful thing, man. Seeing uh, folks of my melanin, man, and, and really loving and enjoying the culture, right? Man, that's some powerful stuff, man. That this music can transcend anything that's going on. I talked to another DJ, and um, she's going to go backwards too, coming from a controller environment to vinyl. And and like you were saying, it's the culture that mm -hmm. you you want to understand that history. You know, we're we're looking forward. I kind of got out of the game before the the controllers came in, but I know some DJs had a hard time, you know, making their, making the transition. So, and, and you didn't have to worry about that. You just, you know, was born <laughs> on controllers. Absolutely. Uh, you know, that, that's it. You know, controllers mess with CDJs here and there, uh, kind of early on when I was kind of just, you know, playing around with it, but yeah, uh, the controller, 
um, you know, that's kind of where I've been. And, you know, like I said, I definitely want to learn it, you know, and that's the beautiful thing about being a DJ. Like you can do this. I can do this for the next 40 years. Yeah. You know, it, it's something that <laughs> you know, stand up and, and, and hear in one ear. That's it. I'm good. So this is a it's, a, it's for me, it's a, it's a marathon. It's not even a sprint. It's a, you know what? Enjoy the culture uh, and uh, and and really, um you know, and, and go from there. All right, I'm gonna show you some n- nostalgia, but let's see if if you're up on it. Do, do, do you know what one of these are? Oh man, listen, man, you got you got to school me, brother. <laughs> you know, it looks like an eraser from a chalkboard. <laughs> this this is what we took to clean records. This this was the solution. Uh, this was the solution, and this was the brush to hold get off uh, some hard dirt. <laughs> wow. You you y'all will probably never see anything like that. Man, listen, man. I got a cloth, I wiped down the laptop, I brushed <laughs> off the controller, and I keep it moving. Oh, oh, in, man. in the chat, let me know if you knew what one of those were. <laughs> it's called a dish disc washer. That's old school. I see. Wow. <laughs> Man, that's you know, but that's that's dope to me, man. That and and that's you know really the technical some, side, some real hands on. Yes, that's the beautiful side of this game, man. That you can, you know, that means that you, there was care. Not only is it care for the crowd, but then it's care for my materials. I got to yeah. make sure everything is in pristine condition. So I love that. And and you haven't experienced what most of the older DJs experience with. Uh, uh, catching a sleeve on the needle and it skips all the way across to the end. Oh, wow. Or, 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 you know, doing doing things that don't normally you're supposed to do. And you wow. don't have any horror stories because you like, you know, a party or two deep in. I, I, but, you know, I do have I do have one horror story. Oh, oh, good. Uh, oh man. I mean, not good, but... <laughs> yeah, I got one horror story, man. So I'm playing this birthday party. And uh, and the one thing I got to say, man, is I, I love my Black people. Uh, but, man, my Black people, man, y'all needy, man. You know, so... Uh, and uh, and so, you know, with the different parties I play, man, you know, I play, you know, uh, you know, some parties I can play music. I don't got to do too much. Uh, but man, for my black people, everything, well, I, I got to keep it moving. And so I heard DJ clientele the other night, man, just talk about your systems where if you don't have a backup laptop or something like that, if, if, if Serato crashes, then you got to wait for everything to load up. And lo and behold, I'm playing, <laughs> I'm playing everybody. We end up, we singing a happy birthday. I have prepped this birthday mix for the birthday girl. I'm in the middle of that birthday mix. Mm. Laptop frees up. <laughs> and man, you talking. And, and so, and it took me about 10 minutes. Now it's a five hour gig, right? Uh-huh. So 10 minutes out of five hours, that doesn't sound like a lot of time. But man, those 10 minutes of having to shut it down, having to load everything back up, having people in your ear, man, everything all right? Everything all good? Man, what's up? Everything straight? Man, that was the longest 10 minutes I've ever had in my life, man, of trying to get back rocking. Uh, 
It's a horror story, man. That that's my that's my one horror story. Your one. My all one. Right, all right. Be silent for, for two seconds. That's an eternity in internet life. Oh. <laughs> so 10 minutes, you, Ten you minutes. might as well spent a year putting that thing back together. Man, I gave the mic to I think the uh the birthday girl's husband. And he he in there like rapping and people go and what a, a man ten minutes man and that ten minutes felt like three hours. Mm-hmm. So what did you learn from that experience? Uh, well, number one, um, I learned to uh, you know definitely have. So I d- I didn't have at the time a hookup for my phone, and so right. I learned take that because if something goes wrong, now hook up play from your phone. Uh, and at least you can keep the music going while you're waiting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's that's probably, you know, the biggest is to just make sure uh, that you always have, you know, I got a second source of music. Right. Uh, because, you know, while I'm waiting on the laptop to, you know, kind of, you know, you know get back going, I can always go to my phone. Uh, title uh, is my saving grace. Title, you know, gives me everything I need. Uh, and so making sure that you can keep everything going and, and people don't, you know, and, and and keep the party live. So that's that was the biggest lesson I learned. Have a second set of music ready to go. Now, now what is title for people that don't know what you're talking about? Yes. Yeah, so title uh, is, you know, of course, as a, you know, the streaming platform, uh, you know, you know, really put out there by, you know, Jay-Z uh, and Serato um, has a direct link to title. So. Um, essentially, um, the beautiful thing about Tidal is it's streaming. So when it's hooked into Serato, in every song that's on Tidal, I can bring over to Serato. So pretty much anytime somebody wants, you know, they, they have, a, you know, I have a plethora of music. But if somebody comes to me, hey, do you have X, Y, and Z song? Guess what? I can always pull it up on Tidal. I don't, you know, I don't have to try to download it or anything. I can type it in, pull it up, queue it up, ready, it's ready to rock and roll. Uh, and so Tidal and Serato um, have made things so easy. Uh, and so it's just a matter of taking advantage of that material and then uh, going from there. Now, were you telling me you 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 ran or had a radio station? Yeah, so I, I didn't, uh, I had a radio show on WKNC 88.1. Uh, which is, um, you know, NC uh, at North Carolina State University in Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, that was the radio show. So uh, 88.1 is iconic in Raleigh anyway, uh, on just not only uh, kind of like um, heavy metal and rock, but also for its underground rap um, program. Uh, and so I had a radio segment from 12 a.m. to 2 a.m., 12 a.m. to 2 a.m. And the more popular your segment the more they bring you into prime time. So uh, I, I had a radio show from about 12 a.m. to 2 a.m. And then I got a call from the radio uh, you know, program director who was like, hey, people really like your show. We want to move you to 10 to 12. I said, okay. So I was doing 12 to 2 on Wednesdays. And then they moved me 12 to 2 Sundays and Wednesdays. And then I got that call like, hey, people really like your show. Let's do 10 to 12. So I did 10 to 12 on Sundays and Wednesdays. And then she said, hey, the response is getting even better. We'll move you to 8 to 10. Ah. So, so it was crazy because they usually started underground hip hop at midnight at 12. Right. 
where they actually moved it to eight every night because of the response that my show and um, another guy had a pretty good show. Uh, and so they moved hip hop to eight o'clock. So I was really excited about that. Uh, that I, unless you can tell me nothing. I thought I was Jay Leno, man. I was prime time for me. You was prime time. Man, you couldn't tell me. And I was going around campus, man, walking around like, yeah, 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 that's me. That, that's me you heard. Now, uh, what, what were you mainly doing on the station? Yeah, man. So um, what I had a chance to do is I had, man, I had 100% autonomy. So uh, with WKNC, they really, uh, in, in the college life, they really wanted us to be able to create our own content. So, of course, they had a database of songs, but I actually, um, I used Cool Edit Pro and I actually edited my own songs. And so I brought in. Uh, my, you know, of course, I brought in with the underground hip hop, Dirty South songs and right. you know, all types of, you know, Midwest and all types of sounds. And I also had, you know, panels. So I would um, I had uh, interviews. I've interviewed Ray Kwan. I interviewed uh, Nappy Roots. I've interviewed uh, local rappers in the Raleigh scene, Charlotte scene, Greensboro scene. Um, I interviewed. uh who else we interviewed, man? We interviewed Shauna from DTP. Uh, we man, we just had some dope, uh, you know, different things that we were able to do, uh, you know, and um, and everything. So I cracked them on content. I was able to stay. I was able to get political. I was able to talk about, you know, um, moving forward. You know, black progress. Uh, all the while with, with the music as the backdrop. Right. So uh, it was it was cool, man. You know, I was kind of the the I was you know part of my language. I was I was kind of the dear white people before the show came on Netflix. <laughs> uh, I had that spot. <laughs> so um, it, did that influence some of your wanting to DJ? Absolutely, because the other guy that had a um a show uh, that was real popular as well. His name was DJ Resident, and shouts out to DJ Resident, man. Uh, you know, who he uh, he was a vinyl guy. And so his show came after mine. And so as I'm on, he's setting up uh, and um, and just and I would, you know, after my show, I would just stay and kick it with him mm -hmm. and just watching him. man. he would, you know, bring up his crates and, uh, you know, that really, you know, was a love, man, because where I did the music and the talking, he did all just the music. Uh, and so I got a chance just to sit there and just vibe, man. And I was like, man, you know what? If I ever get an opportunity, that's what I want to do. Lo and behold, that's where I am now. Nice. <laughs> well, I, I thought your story was like you, you interesting because you're so new into the game and you haven't experienced like our previous interviewees, you know, major malfunctions. I know we had some tech issues in the beginning, but you haven't experienced uh, uh, a lot of that broken record or, or the record skipping. And, and you, I don't think you have that on your Serato type. And is Serato the only one that you use? I, it is, as of right now anyway. You know, I haven't really ventured out, uh, you know, for anything. Uh, but, you know, that's kind of what I've stuck with. Uh, I've gotten comfortable with it. But I know definitely. Uh, one second. My son, of course. Uh, but uh, no, uh, I use Serato. Uh, and um, the the plan is, you know, if you know, I definitely I definitely want to learn vinyl. I mean, other programs to me, it's, you know, for me, it's just whatever works, whatever's functional. 
Um, so I don't have a I don't have a wanting to learn other programs as I do want to learn vinyl. The only issue with vinyl now is, you know, older DJs ain't gonna give up they they vinyl. You can probably exactly. buy some used turntables or new ones, but they yeah. cost just as much as a controller now. <laughs> but you know what? But that's I guess it's kind of going on that hunt. Uh, you know, so the same kind of legwork that you know DJs, you know, you know, in the past had to do now, uh, it's an appreciation of that legwork and doing that now. Do they have any like used record stores in in Colombia? They do actually. Uh, it's a very just a small one, um, but they do have some uh, you know some vinyl uh, you know shops uh, in the area, uh, and so they have you know unfortunately been closed due to to the coronavirus. But South Carolina is one of the states that have kind of opened up quicker than everyone, uh, so everything is kind of back open now. So it's just a matter on uh, just getting in there. But yeah, there, there's some shops around, man. That you know that got love and respect for the culture. I know when I was out there. Um, I don't remember that main street from from where Fort Jackson is, and and you come up that road in that main street where all the stores are. Uh, you talking about Clemson Road? Clemson Road. Clemson. Okay. Yeah, Clemson Road. Either Clemson Road or Two Notch. And we used to go hunting for for record shops and and you know other things where we can go and relax. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. You got uh, so. With, you got Two Notch Road and Clemson Road. That's kind of that's going to be kind of be the main roads, kind of in Northeast Columbia, uh, where everything is. Mm. Man, so what what do you tell? <laughs> we, we're starting to wrap this up now, but what do you tell a a new DJ or somebody that may come up and ask you? that's that's new into the game what do you what do you tell them being that you're so new into it yeah um what's funny is i i have a lot of people that they come up to me like man you know what i've, I've always wanted to you know do that too man and I, what i tell them is number one stay with it because i said listen you're going to start this and you're going to want to stop because it's not going to sound the way you want it to sound uh and so i tell them number one keep going uh number two um, you know, I, I enrolled at YouTube University. Uh, and so I think a lot of people have enrolled in YouTube University, but I watch a lot of other DJs. I see what they do. And then I just go out to the, I go out to my lab, which is in my garage. And then I just mimic it. I'll just play around for a few hours, trying different things. I'll work on a scratch and I'll do it for like 45 minutes straight. It'll be just to work on muscle memory and kind of endurance and just do it. Uh, and so, you know, I'm not I'm not the greatest. I'm far from the greatest, man. And I'm still learning. Uh, but I tell I tell anybody that's looking to do this, you can do it. The demand is there. Don't stop. Keep at it. You know, keep at it as much as you can. And uh, and that's it, man. I think, you know, with anything, there's enough practice. So when are you going to get your your vinyl set up? Oh, man. Listen, man. If I try to tell you right now, I'd be lying to you. Yeah. Uh, I, I think, uh, at, at, man, at some point, man, you know, I, uh, like I said, if I try to tell you now, I'd be lying to you. Um, I would love to do it as my sons get older because my sons, it's funny because I do it in my garage, you know, when I'm kind of practicing and my sons come out and they have taken a liking to it. So I really feel like I'm doing it for them. You know, because I want them to, uh, I would love, man, for my sons to get big, man. And then I can market kid parties and they can do them. Uh, so um, 
I want to say as my sons get older, so probably within the next five years, okay. within the next five years, and we can kind of, I can kind of not only learn myself but teach them in the process. Definitely be on the hunt for the equipment because yeah. they will come come by, but it may be a one time opportunity, and, and you can snatch it up for cheap. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Well, thank you, DJ B. Folks, oh, man, I appreciate Columbia, <laughs> Columbia, <laughs> South Carolina. Yes, I appreciate the opportunity, man. Shouts out to you. Shouts out to this platform. Uh, and um, thank you, man, for doing this, man. You don't, man, with all going on, man, the music transcends. Yeah. Bro. So I appreciate you and I appreciate, you know, your love and, and respect and uh, push for the culture. Thank you. I do. I do want to make this. Uh, a happy spot for an hour, hour and a half to where you don't have to think about, you know, what's going on in the world right now. You can come here and just kind of be free, listen to some good conversations and, and enjoy it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Respect. All right. Thanks, bro. I am going to be back eight o'clock tomorrow. So from the DJ interview, good night, everybody.